I was looking over old paperwork and I realized that in the 90s I helped a, this school system. It's a school for the blind. Mm -hmm. Children, uh, visually impaired, uh, up through adult, adult schools. Mm -hmm. Well, it was my idea to teach them interior design. Mm. And turns out it was very effective. And I started the um, visually impaired school of architecture as well. Mm. And uh, we had a blast. We designed a lot of bridges, buildings, skyscrapers. Yeah. There's one in San Francisco right now. It's sinking, but yeah. can you blame them? They can't see. No, I had them design my house. Oh, really? Very feng shui. Yeah. Yeah. If Trip over everything. If you teach them echolocation, there's nothing that can't be done. Hmm. Welcome to Dylan and Welcome. Dutch Metal Detecting. Today we have a special treat. <clears throat> Would you like to introduce yourself for the second time? Absolutely. It's Ira Fuller, back with you. Uh, you probably recognize me from my super successful syndicated satellite radio show, The 10 O'Clock Shadow with Ira Fuller. I am that same Ira Fuller. Same one. The exact same. We didn't find a hobo off the street <laughs> no. and uh, steal his identity. No. no. Not Credit this time. cards. <laughs> not, not from you, anyways. <laughs> so it's so great to be... To be back with you guys. Uh, this was such a hassle to uh, yeah. to, get, to get set up because you guys are are now officially sort of behind a like this FBI firewall. Mm -hmm. I actually had to get FBI clearance in order to even speak with you. Yeah. I had to be interviewed, background checked. They flew me out to Washington D.C. on coach. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? What is up? It, it, it's the FBI. They did the body cavity search. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Yeah, com coming, Every time. And coming and going. Yeah. Coming and going. Ah. Was that Steven? That uh, did that? I didn't get any names. Right. Do you have a thick black mustache? They it, kind of all had thick Really black nice mustache. blue eyes? No beards. Oh, Steven. Steven was more gentle yeah. than the others. He never gave me a body cavity search. Does the FBI not allow beards? No, because they're flammable. Ah. Yeah, that's why. It's a flamble if you don't know what you're doing. I know, but I mean, if you're doing your beard right. Like, right. a product in my beard. Mine's soaked with oil. Yeah. Well, I put a... What's it called? Um, it's a kind of flammable... Uh, gasoline. Ga well, not gasoline. It's the oil you uh, dip um, a wick in when you're making a torch. I forget what it's called. Oh, kerosene. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I use. Gets the oil. It gets like the motor oil. Out oh yeah, of my it's, beard. it's it's deep penetrating. Yeah. Sometimes right I get skin. sometimes I get whale oil from Japan. Yeah, well, it's clean burning uh, lamp fuel. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And it gives your beard a healthy sheen. You yeah. know what you should use is actually this is a perfect, here comes here comes the plug. This is it, it's a perfect segue. It's not like I forced this one in here. I've never ridden one, but go. <laughs> Uh, I am actually going to be piloting a line of beer care, beard care products uh, called the Fuller Beard, and it's actually uh, it's, oh, that's like your name, it's yeah. Fan words, I get it. There sense. you go. Yeah, and it's completely designed around growing a thicker, fuller, healthier beard. Signature product. I brought some for you guys here tonight. It's actually my beard mousse. Oh, okay. Mm. Yes, it's actually made from. Real ground up moose antler. Huh. Good. 
Did the did the moose die peacefully? No. Good. No. I you want you, you, an adrenaline shot right. with moose antlers before you know, they die. You I have know. a I have a comb made of beard uh moose moose antler. Oh really? A beard comb. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so that'd be cool to use them both together. They might merge. Yeah. Be like that plot twist from Time Cop. It's not carved out of a moose antler. It's a whole moose antler. Oh, I haven't Entire seen this one. moose antler. That's exciting. Yeah. To yeah. comb it out. Didn't you use, like, elephant tusk to carve it into, like, a comb? No. No, I used a whale tooth. Okay. But a scrimshaw. That's right. Yeah. I, the, the comb I use is made out of an albino rhino mm. tusk. There's only one of those. And uh, I had to have it. Well, yeah. Sure. Mine is actually made from uh, narwhal horn. Hmm. More common. More, yeah. ecolo- more ecologically friendly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah no, I get there. it. I get it. Yeah. God, you're a liberal. I mean, your last name is Fuller. <laughs> we get it. Uh, yeah, you also did a bunch of Freedom of Information Act requests. Yes. And you got some stuff. I do. Kind of redacted, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They got the, they got our names in there. They didn't redact our full names. No. So, you know, you mentioned something about beer care too. Or did you just misspeak? I just misspoke. Oh, because I, I got really interested about it. Beer care. And I'm going to run with that. No okay. shave, but not <clears throat> now. Next next week is November. It's all the people that don't grow have facial hair do the no-shave November. Right. They pretend to be men for a it's month. It's the dumbest exactly. thing in the entire world. I agree. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's called no-shave ever. That's what we call it yeah. in my household. Yeah. Speaking of your household, how, yes. how's, how are your families? Uh, good, Ira. Thanks for asking. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been a few years since uh, since the uh, whole serial killer debacle, and our families are fine. When we met, when we caught up to the guy, it was pretty obvious that he wasn't going after our families. He was going after us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, some of our kids have PTSD. If you mention the name minor, some of our children wet themselves. And punch a wall. See, uh, I, I thought it would be a good idea to actually bring in the head and show it to my kids yeah. and my wife. Just yeah. wave it around in front of them and say, Ah, oh, see, he's dead. He's it's like dead. the World Series trophy. Now. Everybody yeah. has a share yeah. of it. We, every other week, we trade off the, the decapitated head. Yeah. They don't like it's it. It's in alcohol. No. One of my kids, I always put it at the foot of his bed because where else are you going to put it? Right. So yeah. I only put it there after he's dead asleep, and uh, they they're not big fans of that when they wake up in the morning. But I'll tell you this: those of you who have children know it's very hard to wake children up in the morning. If you put a decapitated head of a man that once stalked your family and almost killed your dad at the foot of their bed, guess what? They're gonna wake up. They're gonna brush their teeth. They're gonna do their hair, and put the clothes on. And they're gonna get their shoes on. So. Uh, I mean, if we could only market that, but I, I wouldn't know the first thing yeah. to mass-producing severed heads, really. Yeah. Maybe a mortuary, I don't know. Because the fake ones, I mean, they just don't 
do the same. You yeah. want realistic decomposition, yeah. and, and the pickling. formaldehyde yeah. you use prevents that. And you also have to put, you know, there's got to be a dreary look to it. it. Can't just be a clear, yeah, glass. Well, and also the expression on his face, that in, embattled, sort of. Completely, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, it starts with a D. He's just determined not to, not to be killed. Right. Mm. Mm. Like it wouldn't have the same effect if you just got ahead from a mortuary of somebody who passed right. peacefully in yeah. their sleep. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, no they need to be mid decapitation. Yeah. Right. He was a. He they was need kinda... to know that this is going down. He was kind of surprised that I did that. It was a long but fight. But. It wasn't just mid-decapitation for this guy, because he was also a psycho. A yeah, it was psycho. Like, I mean... I mean, so there's, you don't there's a little be bit of craze in his him. eyes. You don't, wanna, here, you don't want to be sued by this guy, so maybe not call him a psychopath. Okay. How about an alleged psychopath? Alleged, yeah, I like that. Okay. A weirdo. That's, that's why you're my lawyer. Yeah, that's why. Hey, I'm keeping you safe. Thank you. From any legal action from this guy. Yeah. That's how our families are done. That's good. So, kind of same as before, but just with a sure. little bit new Luckily, the, the gag order's been released, so we could actually talk about last season's harrowing uh, story arc. Yeah, you know, it took me this long to actually be able to even talk to you guys, and by the time I finished all the qualifications with the FBI, they, they declassified most of this information anyway, yeah. so... Uh, but what was it? Uh, what was it like working with the FBI? You first, Dutch. Pros and cons, ups and downs, strikes and gutters. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was Steven, and there was Agent Perkins. Perkins was okay. Yeah. She was nice. Yeah. You know, but, she's uh, on special assignment now. I couldn't even. I I tried to get an interview with her, but. Oh, we've been in contact with yeah. her. We uh we FaceTime. We play Pinochle every yeah. Tuesday. She's really good. Uh, FBI, for me, eh, they're fine. I mean, any other law, any, any type of law enforcement agency has their pros and cons. For the FBI, they're complete idiots. Most local police departments are actually pretty smart. You have to kind of fail up to become an FBI agent. Hmm. For the life of me, I still don't know why they kept bringing us back. I mean, were, were they really using us as, as bait, or did they just not want to open up a yellow page and look for another metal detecting gun? Yeah. Leaflet was first class everywhere. We had our own private chef on the planes. Remember that stop off? It was a half hour flight from one part of Montana to the other. Yeah. We had our own massage therapist on that flight. That was a great massage. It's really good. <clears throat> the only other massage that I've had that's better was in uh, that time we were in Botswana. Oh my gosh. That's right. That day spa. Yeah. Yeah, the mud bath. Oh my gosh. That was yeah. really good. Volcanic mud. It was amazing. The gunfire from the local villages uh, clearing out mm -hmm. any uh, buddy uh, trying to go up against the, the, the tribal chief. Yeah. I mean, complete genocide. But in that day spa, you knew you were in a day spa. So that's what it's like to work with the FBI. <clears throat> and actually, uh, they're... They still call on you from time to time. I know this firsthand because one of the occasions, because they flew me multiple times to D.C., multiple times to Virginia, uh, going, you know, jumping through all their hoops and meeting with different people and getting the right 
classifications and all that. Um, and when, I actually <clears> had <throat> to be sort of sequestered, kind of locked in a room, basically. Why? Yeah. Because Dylan and Dutch were actually at yeah. Quantico the same time I was, and in order to make sure, since I hadn't actually received my classifications, mm. they didn't want me coming in contact with you guys while no. you were there do, doing uh, consulting one, or training? No, one, or? no, one of the things the government appreciates is if they don't need to train you, they'll call you out to more assignments. For us, we drew the line with just anything that's local for where we're living. Not anywhere, anywhere between the West Coast and like the north part of the country, Florida and Maine. Yeah. And uh, parts of Hawaii and Alaska will go to. Yeah. Part of the, the country. But just That's local. Just, yeah, anything yeah. local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that could less than 10 hours of flight. Yeah. Uh, but, so they know they don't need to have to retrain us. We go out wherever. Our, you know, the only bugaboo is we have to have the same uh, pastry chef, the same sous chef. Yeah. Uh, Harold and Kim Lee. Mm. Harold is an amazing Korean barbecue enthusiast and Kim Lee great great at uh, at um cooking sausages really good great food but uh yeah three times a year me and either me or dutch or both of us if they're lucky go to quantico and give lectures on metal detecting to both the fbi and the cia so i guess that's what you were doing this day and i'm locked in a room while you yeah we can't talk about what we're doing that day <laughs> but I think that day I'm I just glad felt you're like, asking. That was that the day I just wanted to get a bologna sandwich from the cafeteria. Because really they make a killer. I mean, they slice it right. Bologna sandwich. Yeah, yeah. No, no, fried. I think that was the day. I was there. You had did you use Swiss, was it Swiss cheese? You, I had four of them. Yeah. We I had, was sick. We drank so much that day. Like the agency will pay for any alcohol, even illegal. I was in the bathroom throwing up for They'll a get, good 15 minutes. We asked for four cases of absinthe. We had eight. I was hallucinating. I was throwing up and everything. I felt like I was a, one of those sprinkler systems. You know, the shoot, 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 yeah. shoot spray. That was me. I, I went All and got more border. sandwiches after I got out of yeah. the bathroom. I, I'm, more, uh, I'm more into the cotto salami than to mm. bologna. Well, but, and that's the thing. I'm not a bologna guy. No. Neither am I. Growing up, my dad would make us peanut butter and bologna sandwiches. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah, we would eat those. That's weird. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Maybe if you put ketchup on it. I've never put ketchup on a peanut butter sandwich. Well, never even thought to do that. You know. How about the next time I need to throw up? I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did they do any bloodletting? The FBI? Sometimes they do that to people. Not that I know of. Oh, okay. So, good. They have a series of trained vampire bats. Yeah. That they let out. They that haven't. That hasn't gone public yet, but... Uh, I'm going to edit that part out. Sorry about that. The bats are there to mark people. And they'll fly into their houses. They'll bite them. They're not going to turn them into vampires, because vampire bats don't do that. No. Uh, another bat does. Oh yeah. In the, the caves of Guatemala and Nicaragua, but um, wait a second. Wait a minute. Next question. So, in sort of the aftermath of all this, <clears throat> what have you learned about the miner? Oh, it's kind of a dick. Yeah. And I hate to say it that way. It's a PG. Yeah. 
But he kind of stalked my family and there's tried no to other kill word. me. Yeah, there's no Yeah, if he wasn't that, he was kind of dick-ish. Yeah. Obsessed with gold mining. A little House on the Prairies. Number one fan and the president of their fan club. Really obsessed with the frontier life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't seem like he was a very good miner either. He never really got any gold. No. He certainly followed us, though. He actually has a review on our for our podcast on really? iTunes. Yeah. Huh. He posted something, yeah. Well, I mean, that shows he knows something he about it. He gave us a five-star review, so I'm not going to take it down. No. Yeah. And, uh... That's actually kind of nice of him. Yeah, that's a redeeming quality. Yeah. He's a pretty good fist fighter. I mean, we did fight for a long time in pitch dark in a mine. It's three and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, you could have watched all of Godfather 1 and most of Godfather 2. I mean, up to the point where Fredo was killed. Hmm. That's how I was timing the Spoiler fight. Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. Fredo dies. Oh. He broke it. my heart. Sorry. <sighs> he does come back as a zombie, but... So, what What else we learn about the miner? A lot of things that we still can't say. He uh, grew up in Union City. Yeah. Went to a Baptist college. What else? Uh, Huge fan of Arby's. Worked for a multinational company doing, like, helping, um, what's it called, executives and dispute resolution, stuff like that. And he only just snapped. I'm, I'm going to kill something. Uh, yeah. I can see how the two would be related. I mean, sure. I that sounds like terrible work. Yeah. I mean, no, good job for sure. like, great retirement benefits. I mean, sad, but, uh, you know. You got to enjoy what you do. It's like the post office. like the mail keeps coming. Yeah, That's right. why a lot of postal workers in the 80s killed a lot of people. We learned something about his family, too, didn't we? Yeah. Some, oh, what was that? What was that thing? It was really was that like, that kid I stabbed really like 48 yeah, you know, times something, something about his kid. Gosh, I feel like it was a big deal. Oh, wait. Daryl. Daryl's his son. Yeah, Daryl's his son. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. We get this question asked a lot. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Daryl's his son. Any other follow up on that? No, I've pretty much covered that. Yeah, he's fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I was a little worried at first, like, oh, is Daryl gonna be mad? We killed his dad. I almost killed him. Yeah. He's like, he's... no, that's fine. Yeah. I bought him a beer. He's like, that's more than enough. You know what? That's what I love about Daryl. He's a good. He's a great guy. Great guy. Yeah. He really gets it. Good perspective on life. Yeah. A funny story about this. So, you guys were issued uh, medal medals of freedom. Yeah. The, oh, the presidential medal. Yeah, of the freedom. presidential yeah. medal of freedom. And actually, you Dutch actually figured out a way to get two. Great. Great. Yeah, I had this Very idea. Very good story. So. They, they handed them to us. They had the whole ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, uh... The ceremony was like the ending of Star Wars, Episode Four. Yeah. Yeah. They even played the music. They did. Yeah. That lady was wearing that white thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to the bathroom. And I slip it. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. In my shoe. <laughs> I mean, that's like top-notch spy stuff right there. Yeah, right. I learned that from the movie. I'm kind of glad it was your shoe. 
Yeah. And uh, I come back out, and uh, I say, oh, I accidentally flushed it down the toilet. Sure. Happens all the time. I said, oh, don't worry, here's another one. Two. Two right there. medals of freedom. And well, so you gave the other one to Daryl. Yeah. Mm. No. No, no. We no. still have it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I thought about it. Daryl's gonna have to earn it. I may have mentioned that I'm that I would do it. We're not going to though. I. Yeah, it's. it's Gerald Ford was kind of gullible that day. It's still in my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> you have that imprint on your foot. Yeah. It's pretty good. It actually helped my uh, my instep. A little oh, bit. good for yeah. that. Didn't you run an Iron Man with it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. So that's what we learned about the miner, and the, that's our medal of freedom. So, uh, what was your recovery like? How did uh, how did that uh, go? I was stabbed in the right arm and the left arm, shoulder, uh, the chest, most of my ribs, knees, feet. Uh, my head. He tried to cut my ear off. I sewed that back on before I lost con- consciousness in the mine. Yeah, you want to get that back on right Ruptured away. my spleen, and my pancreas was half out of my body. Well, that's not the first time that happened. No. Uh, my spinal cord was intact, so I felt all the pain. The pancreas, that that's an old uh, polo injury, right? Yeah, with the rhinos. Yeah. Uh, so recovery was like, I was... Uh, I was walking to the hospital. I was out 72 hours later. They pronounced me dead four times. They had a priest give me last rites, even though I'm a Protestant. And uh, I kind of think the hospital did that just to mess with me. But, uh, yeah, about 72 hours, in and out. I'm still coughing a lot, and I'm wheezing blood. And I have a constant fever. Uh, What else? But I'm in tip-top shape. I mean... Yeah. I don't feel any, re, you know, resounding other effects from that. What about you, Dutch? I'm good. Yeah. That's good. It's fine. So now I'd like to move on to a few questions that I... Uh, Bonus that I, round. Lightning round. Yeah, so yeah. these are actually submissions from some of my listeners at the, uh, at the 10 o'clock shadow. Okay. So, just sort of a warm-up question here. What... Music would you walk out to if you were in a fight? So your fight entrance music, what would you pick? Dutch. Uh, personally, I always imagine myself fighting to the theme of Reading Rainbow. Um, oh my god, I love that song. Butterfly in the sky. I could go twice as high. You know, I just really love that guy, LeVar. Take and, uh, but I mean, beyond that, I just feel like it would throw the guy Reading off Rainbow. that I'm fighting. Be like, what's going on here? And to to come out to that music, I think that shows a lot of confidence that you don't need some crazy fight song. You're going to beat the out of this dude, you know, I mean, just to reading he, Rainbow. Just hearing him yeah. sing your head just hearing for him the rest of your life. Go off my life. I was actually I mean, how ashamed would you be? Right you know, I'm feeling like, like I need to work out right now. Like, yeah. you're getting pounded. And the theme to Reading Rainbow is playing. Yeah. yeah. And the guy who's beating you up is singing it. Yeah. But don't and, take my word for it. And reading you a book. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that song. It's a great song. It's, it's a ballad. 
Dylan. For me, it would be Barbie by Aqua. Hmm. Same reasoning. It will be in your head constantly. Sure. The person I'd be fighting would be like, why did he come out to that song? Right. I still don't understand. Oh, it's a yeah. mind game. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be... Permanent distraction. Hitting the ground for one of my right or left hooks. Or if I headbutt him, because I don't fight clean. He's going to be like, losing consciousness. People are going to be throwing water. I'm trying to wake him up. And he's going to probably pass away thinking, oh my god, why did he play Barbie? Why do you play I'm a Barbie girl? And then, Black. Nice. Another great song. Both quality You're great. Yeah. My kids love it. Now, this has got to be the number one submitted question. Asked all the time. Asked all the time. So I I can't wait to get you guys' answers to this. What would you name a pet... Polar bear. If you yeah. mind, it's a pet. This isn't polar bear out in the wild that you're... Yeah, it's a pet. Polar bear hair is actually uh, um, clear. Translucent. It's translucent, yeah. yeah. You have an idea? I know exactly For what For that reason, yeah. I would name my polar bear Alec Guinness. Well, that's amazing. That's really good. Bridge yeah. on the River Kwai? Ah. Uh, Cry every time. Yeah. I mean, the connection is clear. Yeah. For me, I'd name him Julian Glover for the exact same reason. Hmm. He played General Veers in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Yeah. And Grandmaster Pycelle in the Game of Thrones series. Hmm. Exact same reasons. But I, of course, would not only have one polar bear. No, no, no. You need two. Yeah, one I to make one. Yeah. yeah. The other one would be Sparky. That's a good name. Yeah. I love that name. Me too. Yeah. And uh, so this one came in sort of as a uh, general query, but somebody was able to find some information about you guys that you actually have been called upon as Hollywood script. Consultant. Well, here, here's the story. Here's where it always comes up. People will go on IMDb, or they'll watch Raging Bull, or, and they'll see, they'll watch all the way through the credits, I don't know why, and Dylan and Dutch, Mel Detecting, are, we're like kind of hidden in there. Yeah. We're script doctors. Do you want to explain to the listeners what script doctors are? No, I still don't understand it. Basically what a script doctor is, is we read a script, Dutch, and uh, we just punch in some... Some uh, dialogue where we think uh, they need some exposition or maybe uh, explain a plot hole that might be there. That's what we were doing that whole time? Yeah, or just add uh, something funny. Yeah, the whole time. Okay. Although I was kind of tripping on mescaline during this time in my life. Yeah. During these 30 years. We both were. Yeah. You peer pressured me into that. Yeah. It wasn't really that hard, though. No. I mean, we ended up being dealers for a while. Yeah. Just to pay the rent. Completely safe, though. So, basically, we had a very niche market, Ira. Our only our script doctoring was we wrote the dialogue for boxing movies for uh, what they said while the fighter was in the corner yeah. with their manager and cut guy. So, every movie you've ever seen where there's a boxing movie and, there's, and someone goes back to the corner... 
and they're giving advice or they say something, we wrote that. Yeah. Very good. Well, one of the best scenes, things I've ever written was Rocky Three. Apollo turns to Polly and said, he's getting killed out there. And Polly grabs his arm and says, he's not getting killed. He's getting mad. Took me 17 months to write that dialogue to get it just right. Yeah. And uh, I think that dialogue is in the cultural zeitgeist, which caused the Iron Curtain to fall. And it's one of the reasons why communism is a thing of the past, at least in the, in the, in the Soviet Union. It's a pretty big spider right there. Is that just a house spider or a wolf? I don't think it matters anymore, Dylan. Right now, I need to, I need to bring this up because it's the elephant in the room. I'm drinking the greatest beer I've ever had, really, in a bottle. It's a good beer. It's a delicious It's very beer. good. Do we want to talk about it a little bit or no? A little bit, yeah. I think, I think we need to. Uh, and they're not our sponsors, but Founders Dark Penance is really good. It's a delicious beer. It's uh, Imperial Black India Pale Ale. Yeah. I mean, I've had an Imperial IPA. I've had a Black IPA, but I've never had an Imperial Black IPA. And it's, uh, they did something right. Yeah. It's Very right. It's really, really good. Yeah. Kind so of, It's kind of life-changing. You really need to go find this beer. You do. Dark Penance. What flavors do you get from that? Say, so you know when a sommelier drinks wine, be like, oh, I, I, I smell essence of walnut or uh, butternut squash or zucchini or grapes. What do you get from drinking a sip of this? Uh, you know, for me, that, uh, that midnight wheat malt really comes out. Yeah. Like, a lot. Uh, but also the... Really, the Centennial hops, not as much, not so much the Chinook hops, but the Centennial sure. hops are really, really pushing forward. Um, yeah, in that, in that balance there. I just taste, I taste a lot of water and uh, fermentation hmm. with the uh, hops and malt. A little bit of yeast thrown in there? I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Any other final questions before we... We're kind of rounding third. Yeah, uh, I I would be quite remiss if I did not touch on what everybody has been talking about. It's all over the internet. It's like uh, who's deep throat. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. What can you tell us about the whereabouts of Yukon Cornelius? First of all. We can't talk about whereabouts, but he's out there. I mean, I really miss him. You know the ending of any C.S. Lewis book? The children are always yearning for Aslan. That's kind of like how I feel about Yukon. Mm. Not as much a savior, but as like a really good friend. Mm. Someone that walks off into the distance, the sunset, like Hondo. Big Jake and uh, Weird Al Yankovic. What are your thoughts? Well, it's funny that you, you bring that up because he actually just sent us a message. Yeah. He did. We're not going to divulge what it is, are we? 
Here's what he said.